Welcome to the No Negations Podcast, a faith-based podcast that connects real-world situations and thoughts to scriptures to strengthen you. On this episode, we're talking about viewing ourselves in Christ. So let's dive into it. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of No Negations Podcast. Daryl D. Solis Jr. is here. Ayla Solis. And DS Ninja is in the house. Was that a good intro? That was good. Uh, you you had some energy on that. You guys been hating on me the last few weeks. <laughs> I'm cracking up, man. Why? I feel like I got some echo for one. Oh, there it is. It seems like it seems better. Oh, so it was your fault? No. <laughs> <I'm not> your, <laughs> Jeez. Your, 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 your house shoes. <laughs> <laughs> How come every time I have my toes out, you guys got a comment? <laughs> Sometimes you got to let the toes breathe. Yeah, like them suckers sitting on a branch. Hello. <laughs> well, um, how was your weeks? Wait, hold on. I'm. This is my guess for how you guys' weeks are. Hey, Ayla, how's your weeks? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> Okay, then we're moving on to you. My week was good. Um, this week I got another award. Um, <laughs> I, did, I did a seminar for VBAC. So it was a good week. How was your week? Um, my week, uh, that's how this, this is how it's going to go. So, okay, let's do this. Ready? Ayla, how was your week? Um, <laughs> uh, it was good. Um, I got to do some fun things with the girls at work this week uh, and they went back to school so that's interesting to navigate but <laughs> have you seen that commercial i think it's like a kmart or a target commercial it shows like the back to school and it's like the most wonderful time yeah, the parents, <laughs> and the parents are like dancing going through this yeah <laughs> that's what that reminded me of it's actually pretty emotional for them i think because this is like the first time both their kids are in school. Mm. It's Liv's first day of kindergarten. Ella went to preschool. So yeah, that's what they're telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, how was your week? My week was good. Uh, no, I didn't get an award this week, but I did book some seminars, some more seminars. There you go. In this year and into next year. <clears throat> there you go. Yeah, that's good. I was no, I was just saying <laughs> you're gonna have to edit out two parts now because now I'm gonna tell you to edit it out. I oh, said their yeah, names. Yeah, the names. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fine. I can do that. He loves always name dropping. <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to think. Okay, How so was your week? my week, <clears throat> my week was weird. Um, one because at the gym, I just realized that I had more college athletes than I actually. <laughs> <laughs> I almost died. <laughs> oh, golly. Ooh. Y'all pray for me. I see this episode going. <laughs> I almost died. No, you didn't. No, I did. No, you didn't. Anyway, <laughs> my, week, uh, my week was weird. Um, this, uh, I didn't realize how many college athletes I actually had. So a lot of them are gone, and I'm trying. I'm like, why I got so many holes in my schedule? But I realized that a lot of those college guys have went back to school. Um, and two, um, I wouldn't say I had to give myself a heart check. I wouldn't necessarily say that, 
but last week I felt like I did, um, and it was because of our apparel, and you know, um, we have stuff that's in the you know the store, and then we have stuff blended, Belden Village Mall. <laughs> We need, we need to record we need to record on one of these buttons so when we drop blended we just hit the button and it, it does that <laughs> three locations <laughs> but um i was there's some things that i just been slow on and i i was thinking what well, the reason why i said it was a hard, i had to have a heart check because i was like am i being slow because i'm being slow or i'm being slow because i'm being lazy am i being disobedient to god and and so that kind of like I think we had talked about it, Dad, and I think this is kind of why we got into viewing ourselves in Christ. Mm-hmm. And the way I'm looking at it, I don't know how you guys are posing it, is like the stuff that we're doing. How do we view ourselves in Christ? And based off of how we view ourselves in Christ, what effort are we putting into that thing that we're viewing? If that makes sense, that's how kind of how I took it. I don't know. Y'all could have took it something totally different, which is fine. We could talk about it. But that's how, like, I kind of, that's kind of how, like, I, and, <laughs> That's God yelling at me. <laughs> that, that natural sound effects. <laughs> that, 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 that thunder. Yeah. I, I don't, busy. But honestly, I don't even know that got, if that got picked up on a mic. So, I um, heard it. Yeah, but sometimes oh, it may not have recorded. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So if you guys can't hear, thunder happened after I said that. <laughs> but that is um, so the 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 question on the floor i guess today or the topic on the floor is viewing yourself in christ and that's how i kind of took it it's like the things that i'm doing in life am i going full effort because i view um if i'm if i'm doing it am i doing it for god and if i'm doing it for god am i giving full effort and that's kind of how i look at the viewing myself in christ um yeah you know um that is a question that we have to, those of us who profess to be Christians, have to ask ourselves, um, why are we doing it, and then what manner are we doing it in? Mm-hmm. Um, in our men's Bible study, we're, we're studying the book of Exodus. And, and what's crazy, you know how God instructed the Israelites to build an altar. He said, use acacia wood, and then uh, lace it with gold, and then have... Uh, emeralds and have all this he gives all this detail Mm -hmm. and he said do it exactly the way i say yeah and if he's doing he wants that much detail and want us to do it his way shouldn't what we do for for god be done in the same manner because a lot of times I, i would do something and it may not be to the utmost effort mm-hmm. or to detail and I just I was thinking about that in, in the book of Exodus and how he is so detailed and wanted precise and said do it exactly like this how is our worship and how are we doing things for Christ and I think that makes a big difference because in, in Luke chapter 6 um, the 46th verse it says why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Mm-hmm. And, I, and for me, that's a hard question. Are you ever in that position where you feel like you're not like, well, well, you said you have, but what do you, when was the last time you felt you were in that position where you didn't give full effort into God and ministry? I mean, 
as I study the scriptures, I, I always question, am I doing enough? And I'm, am I doing it his way instead of my way? Um, because a lot of times things are viewed by professing Christians and me included the way I like it instead of the way God wants it done. Yeah. And that's what got Moses in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what got a, a lot of the um, patriarchs and prophets and disciples in trouble because they did it their way instead of the way he said. And just like David. He told David to carry the ark. They put it on a cart. Yeah. And when it began to stumble, stumble, Uzzah put his hand out there to stop it from falling. He, although he had good intentions, God struck him dead because he told him not. He told them not to touch it. Yeah. You have a good PR agent. <laughs> Ayla, you do too. Y'all both have good PR. Whoever like helps you guys organize how to say things. You guys have a good one. Who helps me? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> like. What has anything specifically happened to you that you remember that you faced that like I mean all the time and when I'm when I'm doing stuff when I'm doing stuff for for Soulnet <clears throat> um scheduling stuff putting together I'm in the process now of doing um uh webinar training videos mm-hmm. um and I could be doing more but I'm not. I can do it faster because I got a lot of things going on. But I got to keep in mind, whatever I do, do it as working for the Lord, not man. And and sometimes because of uh, all the stuff that's going on, I don't always have that in mind. But as I study the scripture, it brings it back to memory. And then, like I said um, last week when we were talking we were talking about the uh, Ten Commandments and said the Ten Commandments doesn't save you. It's, it's a mirror. It lets you know you're a sinner and you need God. Yeah. And so that's when I read the scripture. I'm like, man, you know, I'm not on point. Well, I guess I'll talk about my situation. So this is one thing that I think I struggle with is just getting things done when they need to get done. Sometimes, and I know that when I was growing up, you've always said this is like, I didn't start getting effort into something until something like happened, mm-hmm. especially like in sports. Like if someone, you know, I'll go and practice or whatever. And then if someone beat me or someone said something, that's when I went full effort. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes I do that in regular life, too. Um, like for our shirts, for example, like it takes me long sometimes to get those shirts ready or get the logo designs and stuff for the gym. Sometimes it takes longer for me to. Like, get this, the content or send that email that's supposed to get sent. And so, the reason why I, I think was making me think about that, I was thinking about, like, if I said that I'm doing this stuff to glorify God and I feel like this is my ministry that God has blessed me with, why am I so slow to act on a lot of, uh, on all these things? Am I doing it for my pleasure or if I'm actually doing it to glorify God and that's where I'm kind of faced right now. And then the second question I ask myself is that if I really do believe that, and I believe that everything that I touch could possibly be a ministry for God, if God was sitting across from me right now, would I still act the same? Like would like because right now, like days are busy. You know, mm-hmm. the only time I really have to put stuff together is late at night now because 
getting up early is I have to get up extremely early now. And so I can't get up any earlier. And so the only time I really have is late at night. But then I do the thing, well, no, I'm tired. I'm not going to edit no videos. I'm not going to put together this and that. But then I think about, like, if God was, like, legit my boss and and God was sitting right across from me, would I still have that same mindset? And then even deeper, how do I view myself in Christ if I feel like I can just push things on the back burner? If you believe, and I'm talking about us all, if we actually believe we can do all things in Christ who strengthen us and from Philippians 4, if we truly believe that, how how will we act? I have a question about that verse. I actually have that written down. So the first time I read it, um, yeah, you know, it says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. The strengthens me. That's from, that's just saying that you're leaning on God's strength, right? Okay, because I had doing to reread it, it, huh? Doing it in His power. Yeah. So, what is it if I can do all things in Christ that strengthens me? So, if you're in that place where you f- feel like you can't do something, or you're inadequate, or whatever the case may be, do you see where I'm kind of going with this? The kind of, what I'm trying to ask. No. Are you really receiving God? I know, like, are you really receiving God's strength? Are you really in the good mindset or good page on a good page with God? If you're struggling with something like, I don't know, with anything, I don't know. I don't even know if that makes sense. Well, go to the verse. I am. I'm right there. Okay. Start above it and read down to it. All right. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly. This is at verse 10. Uh, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Okay, stop. Why don't start move up further from ten? Start at eight. Okay. Finally, brethren. Wait, I don't want to renew. Can you, hold on. Let me switch this translation. Okay. In conclusion, my friends, fill your minds with those things that are good and that deserve praise. Things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and honorable. Put into practice what you learned and received from me, both from my words and from my actions. And the God who gives us peace will be with you. In my life, in union with the Lord, it is a great joy to me that after so long a time, you once more had the chance of showing that you uh, care for me. I don't mean that you had stopped caring for me. You just had no chance to show it. And I am not saying this because I feel neglected. For I have learned to be satisfied with what I have. I know what it is to be in need and what it is to have more than enough. I have learned the secret so that anywhere, at any time, I am content. Whether I am full or hungry, whether I have too much or too little, I have the strength to face all conditions by the power that Christ gives me. That Christ gives me. So that right there is, yeah, that right there is the verse that I can give. I can do all things in Christ that strengthen me. I'm just reading right. a different translation. Now, but up in verse 9, in the part part B of, of verse 9, it's, well, it says, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And and what Paul is talking about is, is the ministry. He's writing to the Philippians church. Now, He's not talking about the gym. He's not talking about all that. He's talking about the ministry of Christ. Yeah. 
and and sometimes we don't do that because we don't think that we can do it or we're worthy enough. Mm-hmm. But or we'll be accepted by doing it. Right. But he said, put into practice what you learned from him. So what you learned from him, that means you have to know or heard or read what he's talking about. Yeah, as far as God. Right. And so the principle doesn't change when you apply it to your occupation or your gym or whatever. Yeah. The principle does not change. Mm -hmm. But just understanding the context and what you're saying it there. And so if you really rely on, and, and, and I'm talking to me, if you really relying on the power of God mm-hmm. and doing it in his glory, you won't hinder yourself. And whatever I'm doing. And whatever I'm doing. Because remember in God that whatever you do in work or deed, do it as you're working for the Lord, so, not men. So maybe there gets to a point. I remember on one of the episodes I talked about sometimes I get distracted. So maybe to a certain point that I kind of forget why. Yeah. Uh-oh. I think yeah. that can be applied for a lot of things, though. You know, like not just... Yeah career but like you hear about it a lot in marriages where people kind of forget how to treat one another mm-hmm. especially like with christians there is a blueprint for us in a way to treat our husband or wife and i feel like a lot of that time you know that can be forgotten and so there's like in that relationship or just in regard to other relationships it, with your friends or just your neighbor or any of those things that I feel like in our society, especially here in America, like we're all very like work, 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 you know, it's just part of the way that our country kind of works. And so it, I don't know. I feel like we lose a lot of focus on the other important things. Well, I was just about to bring up um, seeing, viewing yourself in Christ as far as like a humanistic from a humanistic standpoint, mm-hmm. um, a lot of things, you know, because in my field, a lot of times people come in because they don't feel good about themselves. You know, they don't look a certain way. They're not a certain height. Their personality is different than the people around. So how do you deal with issues that I mean, it, it on and I feel like this is very, very um, common in like Christians, Christian households, because a lot of times we don't act, talk and move the way that other people move so how is it moving or how is it operating or understanding that um or viewing yourself in christ when you're in situations like i don't know you feel like you're not tall enough you're not the right body composition or you don't talk like everybody else okay i'm gonna be like controversial right now okay why why you gotta be controversial because because I think it will be, because it's not like super encouraging. Well, just say it. Don't just you lead out. I'm going to be controversial. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just sometimes like. Um, Are you talking about you or somebody else? Um, in, in a general sense, I feel like I've witnessed and I've also witnessed in myself. But I think I'm a little bit harder on myself in in those ways in general. But like. I don't always feel like encouragement does me well. Like, not always. I think that, like, it is okay to be humble in in your situation and be truthful in in what you're doing. Like, if I, it's, if in the way that you look, right? Like, I think it's okay 
I don't have to walk around like body body positivity is like a huge thing in our culture, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you talking you're not talking about the Christian culture. Um, no, no, okay. in in like yeah, in a worldly sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure Christians participate in it as well. Mm-hmm. But like in, instead of body positivity as like oh I need to get healthier like and and do positive things for my body, it's more like I'm okay where I am, even if we're you know, not healthy. And I think that, I don't know, I struggle myself with saying something's okay when it's not okay. Mm-hmm. And then you know, like being truthful about the issue with myself. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, kind of, I don't ever want to use something as an excuse to continue bad behavior, I guess is my point. Um, I see yeah. what you're saying. But then uh, what you just said, I'm okay with doing something that I think that's what she's saying is that like that's not okay to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh hmm. But but how do you counteract that? Well, I think you you should know your value in Christ, but you also should know where we stand in comparison to Christ. Yeah, but I said how do you overcome that see she got the same pr agent that you do you do this i do the same <laughs> stuff y'all, never, y'all, y'all answer the questions by not answering questions <laughs> because i mean if you know who you are and whose you are why do we do or don't do this is how i view that situation and this is me personally i feel like you know, I feel like there's a certain standard that as far as being able to operate, I should hold myself to. So I realize where I'm at in God's eyes. Right. And I try to do everything I can to keep up to that standard. Mm-hmm. So just like when I'm talking about with like the gym, I have the gym for me to be like, oh, well, or even with like no negation, be like, oh, well, things aren't going the way I'm just complacent. And, you know, God has his hands on it. I don't think that's the right way, but understand that there's a standard and try to meet up to that standard. I feel like that's the same way with like the physical sense is that God may have a standard for us individually, whatever that may be. Like my standard may be different than yours and yours, but God has us as a standard. So the complacency, I don't think is not always okay. I think it's okay to be like, okay, this is the standard. This is where... I should operate. Let me try to meet up. I don't, and I don't know if that's right or wrong. I think my only point with it is that I feel like sometimes we can try to use encouragement um, as a way to deal with our own guilt for going against God. And I think sometimes it's okay to not necessarily sit there and feel guilty, but to notice what you did repent for that thing like i feel like sometimes it's used as a as a way to like make us feel better about ourselves instead of noticing what we've done against god wait is that encouragement um because encouragement would be like you're doing a journey doing something but oh snap you're doing a great job keep going is that are you saying like that's not good because you said going against god See, I'm thinking in terms of what he tell, told us, you know, go into all the nations, making disciples, 
in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Regardless of what you're doing in, in whatever you're doing, are you drawing people to Christ? And is that the standard? Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Whether whether it's, it's me doing seminars or you doing uh, the stuff at the gym or whatever you're doing, Ayla, mm-hmm. is Christ's goal the fo- at the forefront? You know, because sometimes whatever we're doing becomes a forefront and we want to ask God to be a part of it. Is that is I understand that from like a point of like maybe working or doing something for the ministry or doing something for worship. But what about like what Ayla was talking about, like personal, like appearance about emotions, that type of stuff. Does that still stay true to that? I mean, why is the focus on that? I mean, if it's to be healthy, you know, that's okay. Why you want to be healthy? So you can be here and do and and whatever God has you to do. Because I looked at, at, at the at the verses where he predestined us, you know, in in the mother's womb or before the world was formed. He predestined us for something. I just, I just kind of want to stay healthy so I can beat Dez and everything when he gets older in sports. <laughs> like I beat you. <laughs> Lol. I think, um, in general, I see like my first reaction to like, or seeing where I may be like not living up to what I think God needs me to be. The first focus that always kind of happens with me is my character how I react to a situation that is in front of me, how I react to another person, how I can be a better representation of Christ in situations. Um, That's when I notice if I'm like falling short the most, like that's the thing that's in my mind the most, I guess is in a situation where I need to be gentle or kind or patient or loving or any of the things that is required of us as a Christian to treat other people and in relationships with other people and, and creating, you know, fellowship with other people. Like those are all things we need. And I notice first if I'm lacking in those things, not so much like a career or appearance. So what do you do to, to make a change? Well, I think the first thing is noticing like when it's happening. So I think it cause or I use a lot of time to reflect on situations and then I take it and then like I know what God says about how we should be. And so sometimes I'll read that and remind myself of that. I'll repent of whatever I've done that it may be, you know, a sin against God and how I've re- interacted with somebody. Um I don't know. I just, I am always moving forward. I think once it's at the forefront of my mind, I notice more and I can stop myself from doing, for instance, um, I guess one of the first, one of the first things character wise that I had started working on is the gossip. So I would be at work and somebody would come up to me and start gossiping. And before I wouldn't even notice, I would just participate. Well, when I was reading, it was brought to the forefront of my mind. And now anytime somebody came up to me, I'd be like, oh, wait, you can't, don't participate in that. So anytime something would come up to me, I would do my best not to participate in that. 
So that's at the forefront of my mind in situations like that. So that caused you not to do it? At least to do it less. Yeah. Hmm. I can't say, sit here and say I'm perfect because I'm not. But No, we're not talking about perfection. We know yeah. we're not. But what do you have to hang your hat on when, when, when issues like that come? come up and that's what i i think that's like when we talk about having a shield um when when situations like that come up what shield do you have to keep in your mind because that's what's going to keep if you just try to do it on your own you're going to continue to struggle with it Mm -hmm. and that's what i found out you know a lot of things that i struggle with is because i'll say god but i didn't bring him or his word into the fold that keeps me from doing it Mm-hmm. And I just say, I am not supposed to do this. But for me, that don't work. But if if I understand and say, God, you said. You yeah. Understand? Well, that's why I don't I wouldn't do it because he said not to do it. So I've read that he said not to gossip because it's considered murder. So I would now know not to do that. So you would use scripture to let, like, you know. I know not to do that. And I think that's helpful because when somebody else struggles with this, now you can say, you know, go here to this verse or go there, or this is what got me over that, you know, mm-hmm. because you're going to have people coming behind you with struggling with some stuff. So I have a question for both of you guys, and I don't know if this is circling back, but how do you view yourself as far as like when it comes to your relationship with Christ, like how do you view yourself in Christ's eyes? Like what if you sat down with, with Jesus at dinner right now, what do you think he will say as far as your character, as far as you as a person? Who are you asking? Both of y'all. Should I just go first since y'all thinking? Cause yeah, go ahead. Is, I wasn't thinking, but go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I ain't going to put myself out there first. Then. Um, okay. When you... When I compare myself to Christ and understanding what he wants me to do, that's where I know I fall short and I need him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because the old Daryl, the flesh, will come up in a minute. Mm -hmm. And I can only combat that with him. Mm -hmm. And I understand um, that I am wretched in comparison to Christ. Because we, you know, I will say, you know, I have to do good. And it's like, Good compared to who? Yeah. Compared to Christ, I will never be good enough. Mm-hmm. But in Christ, through his power, I can do good things. So is it impossible to view yourself in Christ's eyes based off of that? No, because I understand in Christ's eyes, I'm not who I'm supposed to be. But it's only with Christ. Put it like this. Um, a, a, a. A, a guy that's purifying gold. Sure. Okay. He turns the heat up gradually on the gold. And each time he turns the heat up, the impurity rises up. Yeah. Called dross. Mm-hmm. And he pulls off the dross. Yeah. And he looks inside. Then he turns the heat up again. And he keeps doing that. Turn the heat up. Scrape off the dross. Look inside. Yeah. Turn the heat up, scrape off the dross, look inside. You know what he's looking for? 
what he's looking for is to see when the gold is ready. When he can see his reflection in the gold, he knows it's purified. Okay. Well, that's what God does to us. Mm-hmm. Although the heat comes up in our life, Christ scrapes off the dross, the impurity, mm-hmm. and God looks for his son in us. Yeah. But, but I can't look into myself and be okay with God. Yeah, but where are you at right now? Like, where uh, right now, where are you at? Where you're, where, like, how do you view yourself? Like, I, you're at that point where the gold is coming up and some, gr- some gross? Dross? Dross, yeah. Frost? Cost? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. But before he scrapes it off, what are you, where are you at right now? I'm, What's I'm in your not, dross? I'm. <laughs> cross. <What>? Cross. <laughs> Sin, you know, anger. You know, all that stuff is in me. But is but God, you know. Um, because if not, I'd be punching folks and <laughs> doing all kind of stuff. I don't know. I, people out. I feel like if I sat down with God right now, and this is my dross, I guess. I feel like if I sat down with God right now, God would say that um, I work hard until I don't necessarily have to work hard anymore. I get Do you think complacent. God's really working, looking at your career? No, I'm talking about in general. Like in, like in everything? Yes. And even my career, I don't look at my career as my career. Ta- we talked about this before. My career is not a career. The things I do, I feel like, is like my ministry. And so if I get complacent in my ministry, you can call it work, you can call it career, whatever it is. If I get complacent in my ministry, I get complacent in doing what I feel like is beneficial for God's kingdom. Do you because think... Do you think Christ will call that your ministry? I think so. Until I get complacent and I start doing stuff not so much for God, but for more myself. And do you think he'll bless that? No. And that's why I have to give myself a heart check. Yeah. And so I do. And that's what I, I get. Like, I low-key get flustered when you like bring up career because I don't. The things I do, I, I'm not looking at it like this is my job. Like, this is my, I look at it as, like, it's my platform. But at the same time, that's why I have to give myself heart checks like this. It's like, why am I doing the things that I'm doing? Like, why, what, what, when I'm doing these, like, I'm fighting and do, putting all this effort into doing the things and finding time to do it. When I don't want to do that anymore, why am I not doing, why do I want to do it no more? And that's how I look at it. So, like, right now, like, I'm not doing the same things I was doing a few months ago. And it's like, why is that? And it's like, I I think I got to a point where I kind of got complacent. It hit. God has blessed him, blessed my ministry, my career, whatever whatever it may be. It, he blessed it to a certain point, and I was cool. Like, dang, to hit a milestone, this is cool. And then I retract. Like, <laughs> I wasn't doing the same things I was doing before within God to get to that point. And when I had automatic pilot, exactly, yeah. And then so like I'm sitting here now. It's like. I don't know, and I and I and I feel it, like it's because, and I think that's the difference. It's like if you look at your job as like a job to get some cash, you're not. When you get to that point, you're not going to feel it. Like then, that's how I personally feel. You get to a point where like you know things are slipping. Oh, I'm not going to do a video. I'm not going to do this, that, and the third. I'm not going to go meet with that person. I'm not going to go. And I feel like you're true that you don't. You don't. You're not doing it for the glorification of God. You're doing it because it's a job and you have to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that way. I feel it when something isn't the same. And so, and I think that's because of my headspace. So I think that that's one thing that I think I picked up from you from early, from like high school, is giving yourself 
a heart check and you was talking about with track and whatever but i think even with like the stuff you're doing i have to constantly check myself okay am i doing this because i'm doing it to glorify god like my speech isn't the same like i don't talk crazy but before what you do this weekend oh um uh you know this sunday we had the podcast and then um we went to church and that was my that was my combo because that's what we was doing every week now people what do you do this weekend? Even if I don't remember what I did on Saturday, uh, nothing. I think we just chilled out. I, I don't talk about the podcast. We don't talk about church. I didn't ask them about their church services. If I know they go to church. I'm not doing that. Like all that stuff I was doing before. And so I just had to give myself a heart check. It's like the stuff that I was doing before, why am I not doing it now? And so, and that's what's the frustrating thing for me is, and that's how I kind of view myself in Christ right now is that I'm, going through the motions i'm doing it just because it needs to get done Mm -hmm. you know somebody said something to me not too long ago they said and was talking about karate and they were talking about me teaching and uh before i started doing the 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 seminars and stuff like that he said with all your knowledge what good does it do you to die with it Mm -hmm. and i had to think about that and then i thought about church what God appointed us to do. He's given us skills and he's given us spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. And that question, what would, how would Christ view us, view mm-hmm. ourselves in Christ? What about in his church and service to him? Mm-hmm. What would he say? And that's a question that um, I deal with. Am I doing enough? And am I doing it in the manner in which he said for me to do it? Yeah. You know, I'm an elder in the church. Um, and I think I, as far as like us being believers, it's so easy to pick and choose. Give effort in career. Don't give effort in relationship. Give effort in relationship, but don't give effort into like, I don't know, in anything. And sometimes I feel like as people, we the things that we really care about, that's what we really put that effort in. We talk about God bless this, that, and third. And that's why I feel like I have to constantly give myself heart checks because there are things that I care about more than others. But it's like, I can't, if I feel like I'm on this earth for a mission, I can't, I can't be, you know. You know, um, go to go to Exodus. I want, I want to show you something. I wish you would continue to talk in the mic. Oh, I'm sorry. You know. Go to Exodus. Exodus. Yeah. Who wrote Exodus? Nobody knows. Moses. It is. Dang, why they got all these cops coming around? You hear do you hear that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it cops or whatever? I don't it doesn't really matter. What first in in Exodus? Duck, duck. <laughs> so, I wonder if they if it actually picks up. I don't even know if they. They're probably like, what are they talking about? I don't even know if the sirens are picking up. You know, we're, we're like I said, we're doing a study in, in Exodus, and he says something in in here. What um, chapter are you in? Exodus chapter twenty. Wait a minute, let me let me find it. Pacific. He said, "Forty days and 
Exodus chapter 20. Let's start in 24. Okay. No, 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 not 24. Let's, let's start in verse 26. 26 and 1. What chapter? 26. 26. Oh, duh. <laughs> you there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It says, make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twisted linen, blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, with cherubims worked into them by a skilled craftsman. Drop down to um, verse 36. Mm-hmm. For the entrance of the tent, make a curtain of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and finely twisted linen, the work of an embroiderer. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you see the same thing in verse 16, the work of an embroiderer. Okay. Then you, you in, in verse chapter 28, it says, have Aaron, your brother brought to you from among the Israelites, along with his sons, Nadab and Abinu, Elzazar and Ithamar, so they may serve me as priests, make scarlet garments for your brother Aaron, and give him dignity and honor. Tell all the skilled men to whom I've given wisdom. So, skills. We focus so much on all the other things, but we don't use the skills along with the uh, spiritual gifts. And I think that's sometimes why we get confused because we're not using our skills on the Lord's behalf. Mm -hmm. And that should be used in the church also, the skills that we have. Um, Because a lot of times we say, I can't do that. We look at the gifts and the stuff that people do that's out front, but we don't look at what's behind. Uh, or maybe we, we, we try to be jack of all trades, and that's not the skill that we have. Just like, you know, you, me with technology, that ain't my skill. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> that's not my skill. So if I'm trying to um, advance my business and doing it, I need to get somebody in my business with that skill. Why? Because I can't be a jack of all trades. That's what Moses had to deal with. That's why his father, his father-in-law, Jesse, told him, said, look, man, you got all these these guys here. Why are you trying to do everything? You're going to you're going to wear yourself out because Moses has brought his wife and his kids to back to his father. <laughs> Story time happened today. So, um, Ayla, on, on our Sundays, we have a routine. We go to Starbucks every time, every morning. You know, we go to Starbucks, we get coffee. Mm-hmm. 
I told Ayla today because I don't, I can't order from Starbucks. I don't know how. Grande Vente. I don't know what none of this <laughs> stuff hasn't is. hasn't tried Caramel, before. latte, No, you can't chino. say I can't do it like, when you haven't mm, tried before. I can't do it. So when we were in line, I'm trying to get Ayla to do it. And she's like, no, you got to do it. You, you got to learn. <laughs> was, so we're sitting there. And Ayla's like, hey, how can I help you? And I'm like, um, <laughs> um, Ayla, <laughs> just say it. She's like, nope, you got to do it. You got to do it. I'm like, Ayla, I don't know. You was, she, you was Moses and she was Aaron. And she kept, <laughs> and she kept like saying it in my ear. And then finally I, I got it out. I was laughing and stuff. It was a mess. I finally got it out or whatever. And she was like, you just got to do it. And I was like, Ayla, I realized that I'm not good at everything. And since I'm not good at everything, sometimes no. the people that are good at it, you got to ask them to do it. I'm not good at ordering a Starbucks, so I ask someone who's good you at it. You haven't tried to order it. I know your order. I, and every time we go through the drive-thru, you're like... Lean over me. Go I, ahead. I tried today. It was <laughs> horrible. But don't do you think because of that in that example does that hold profession Christians up from doing ministry? Mm, way to make a point. I'll just be as goofy. But okay. I'm saying that is why because they think I'm not good. That's what Moses told God. He said I'm not. I'm not I can't speak. And so when we don't, you know what to do, we do nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think that so many people are have the skill to use in church and ministry, but they don't use it. I got to make a call after this. There's somebody I was talking to about using, uh, utilizing their gift. Uh-huh. I got to make a call, a phone call after this. But hey, you've been utilizing that gift? <laughs> well, we had talked a couple of weeks ago about using it and why we have these different like skills and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I got to make a phone call. Yeah, I mean... Just like you asked, and you said, Dad, how do you do all this stuff? You know, like with the drywall and, and, and stuff like that. I really don't know how to do a lot of the stuff, but. Yeah, we know. I learned <laughs> from other people. Tony Mitchell helped me tremendously mm-hmm. in doing little things, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but he has that skill mm-hmm. to do that. And and when I was reading Exodus, I'm like, God gave people certain skill to do things. He didn't ask the embroiderers to do the perfume because in in the same chapter he talks about perfumers he talked mm-hmm. about craftsmen you know carpenters mm-hmm. and stuff and so not one person was able to do it all and uh, i think that's what hangs us up sometimes and that's my thing and uh, to be fully transparent i hate hate Ayla, when you bring up the old career things are else i hate that i do i personally hate that because i, I, I don't think career and your ministry is separated and so, I don't know. And if you're that type of person that's separating career and your worship, I feel like you're missing the ball a little bit. That's just my personal opinion, though. I feel like the things that we do, and like you said, the things that God gifts us to do, it's just avenues for us to bring people to Christ. Like I said, like, you know, I think I'm a decent, you know, at training folks. I had a kid in the gym. Um, um he was battling with some issues and depression, and we we literally every week was having a Bible study. And mm-hmm. I feel like if whether you start your own thing or not, or you just wherever you go, I feel like hey, look, I think you're a perfect example of that. Like in your job field, you've been in positions where like there's not too many Christians that walk through those doors, or people that yeah. read the Bible that walk through those doors. Now that is the thing that you do is your ministry. You were able to minister and talk to some of these people about, and I think that's how we should view the things that we do, not necessarily as a career, or I got to make money, I got to do this and that. 
that stuff comes, you know, like if you do. And I think we talked about it before on the podcast. When something is done well, you know, it grows. And so, I don't know, I feel, and especially if you're doing it for God's glorification. But at the same time, like like me, like I said, I have to give myself heart checks and make sure that I'm still at that level. Like I'm doing it for the uh reason that i said i'm doing it for because it's so easy to get distracted when good things happen when bad things happen it's just making sure that you're still on that same in that same mindset well if you look at the apostle paul he was an evangelist you know he wrote most of the new testament he he started churches and he ministered and mentored you know pastors of these churches but he was a tent maker he has had that skill jesus was a carpenter you know and so my gift, my spiritual gift, and I think my skill is teaching. Although I teach karate, I also teach Bible studies, small groups, you know, Sunday mm-hmm. school. It's still teaching, but the the skill just happened to correspond with my spiritual gift. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that's where, like, career seems very separate for me when it comes to ministry. Because, and I know that it that you can do glory to God through your career. That's, mm-hmm. I know that, but like when I think about that, like Jesus was a carpenter, but carpentry wasn't his ministry, you know. And like Peter was a fisherman, and in a sense, he was a fisher of man eventually. But like the actual that was a bar career that he had. Like going out into the ocean and everything, that wasn't his ministry. He left that behind to be a fisher of man. And so I think that's where, like, my separation of, like, necessarily a career, what you do as an occupation, mm-hmm. is different from ministry in my head. But at the same time, even here on this earth, we don't work forever. Like, there's always, for the most part, people set up their 401ks, right? <laughs> you don't You don't work forever. But your ministry that you can that you that you have like your gifts you can bring into that workspace. It's a way mm-hmm. for you to grow and expand in your ministry. Yeah. And so even like okay, so we talk about um, Jesus as a carpenter and uh, people like in their fields. I'm willing to bet that within their fields they were ministering and using it as yeah. A- yeah, I would say that, but like if I'm thinking about it, like okay, I'm a nanny, but I don't think nannying is my ministry. I think. You know, speaking with like the the ability to speak to the children and teach them about Jesus, that is my ministry. Yeah, you just got a title of a nanny. It doesn't change. It's just whatever position that you're in, you can take your ministry into that position. Yeah. So, like, if I quit the gym today and I started working at Wendy's, Wendy's is my new ministry. Like, I, that's kind of just how I how I view like career and work. Let me ask this. Can you have a ministry and not know your spiritual gift? That's definitely a, something out of left field. Um, no. Yeah, because I, I think that is a challenge if, if you're saying this is your ministry, but we're talking about what Christ, hmm. ourself and Christ. Will Christ say that's your ministry? Yeah, that's true. Um, no, I don't think so. Because I feel like, I don't know, I think, mm, I don't want to say I think, but I have to. Um, I think... In order for you to be ministering, you have to know your spiritual gift in a way. So that's when, uh, when back to Exodus, <clears throat> where you had the people with the skills. 
you know, God gave them to those specific skill for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to make an altar, because I looked at, they had the, the, the embroiderers and the, the ones that made the Epsop put the, the stones on the 12 stones, you know, be able to put that in place. And the people that overlaid the acacia wood with gold, you know, those were skills. And they were doing it in the ministry of God, you know, because Moses said, God says to do this. And all those different people with those skills, they came together in unity for a purpose. And I think if what we're doing, we're not unified for the purpose of God collectively as the body of Christ. Are we, are we really being obedient or just doing our own thing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we we don't see that in when I run, read the word. So that's why when I read the word, I was like, man, I'm not I'm not doing what I think I'm doing in the manner in which I'm doing that's glorifying God. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the heart check. Yeah. And so when I read this scripture, it lets me know how much more I need Christ. Cuz you you can <laughs> remember there's there's a there's a stuff going on in the spiritual world that's trying to get you off track. And so some folks get off track with success or whatever they consider success or money or fame. And, and, and how many times you, you, you see people start off in the church and they, you know, how many entertainers start in the church and then their life is ruined mm-hmm. because they put aside the skills and the gift God gave them for his purpose and used it for something else. Mm-hmm. It's tight. But it's right. <laughs> Do we have a boo button? That's that's what Pastor always say. Oh, I can't. I'm not gonna boo Pastor me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is my takeaway for today. So my takeaway is to one. Um, I would say determine your spiritual gift, but also whatever position that you are in in life, whether you're. Whatever you're doing, find a way to utilize your spiritual gift in that and make sure you stay, you continue to give glory to God throughout that whole process. I think that's what my takeaway is for today. Um, I would say that um, we need to know what God calls of us, and the only way to do that is to read and um, learn more about what we're here to do. Like you said, find your spiritual gift. I think that's something that I had struggled with. I feel like I'm pretty secure now in in what that is. Um, But I know in the past I had struggled with what my purpose or what my gift would be and what I could bring to God's kingdom. Um, But if you're in that, phase of of that just keep reading about what god says about you read about what those gifts are and kind of reflect on your life and and what you've been used for i think that's what helped me is that i reflect on my life and i see what situations god has put me in over and over and over again and what i brought to those situations um yeah that's what i have well my takeaway is 
to seek God first. <laughs> You're a hater. <laughs> no, is is what I realize is is that for me to understand uh, where Christ, how He views me in the will of God, I have to remain in the Word and I have to fellowship with other believers. Um, because a lot of times we, we measure ourselves with a ruler instead of a yardstick. And I measure myself with a tape measure. Yeah. <laughs> and and because we can measure ourselves and to look good if we're using a short stick. But if and from Christ's eyes, from the eyes of God, how am I measuring up? And so I constantly am reminded of that that I have work to do by fellowshipping, by serving in the church and by reading and fellowshipping. And, and that keeps me from becoming uh, a big head. I think I know it all. LOL. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that does it for this episode. We want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of the No Negations podcast. If this is your first time with us, we'd love for you to subscribe to hear our upcoming discussions. If you want more information about this topic or others, make sure you visit us at www.nonegations.com. Right there, you can review or print the show note transcripts. Transcripts They're great for personal or group Bible studies. And if you like what you heard today, make sure you hit that review button and leave us a nice review. Tell us what you loved about the episode or which episode you heard was your favorite. You can also, we take suggestions, so you can also leave a suggestion for future topics that you want us to discuss. And to support us, if you want to like to support us financially to help us grow in our ministry, to help us reach monthly goals, buy new equipment, and provide good content, you can donate or purchase any of the No Negations apparel located at our website. And if you are in or near the Canton, Ohio area, you can purchase our apparel at Blended, located in Belden Village Mall. It's located right next door to the Macy's, so make sure you check us out. And if you're in search of a community of like-minded people growing in their faith, we invite you to join the New Negations social media community on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We would love to have you join us. So until next time, remember, seek God first and never give up. Deuces.